fun fact though, I did find out I found out this week I was listening to Bill Simmons. He had um um Pearl Jam on his podcast this week. Um Eddie Vedder and and Jeff whose last name is escaping me and they admitted I did not know this about Pearl Jam. The original <laughs> the original name for Pearl Jam was actually So part, uh, I wish we would have counted this part, time. That was part of the reason that I was late was not only because I had to take a shit, but Major League was on a- AMC and I wanted to watch the end of it. Uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame it. you. It's, it's an American classic. It is. It is a classic. phenomenal movie. I was actually I was talking about watching that the other day with my roommate. I do that today then. That sounds good. It's a good movie. Honestly, the second one is not nearly as good, but the second one to me is an, it's an entertaining film. I don't. It's still. It doesn't fun. suck. No, the it doesn't suck. The third one's kind of trash, though. Oh, back to the miners. The third one's not good. Oh, the third back one's to terrible. The it's absolutely terrible. Trash. Yeah, it's a bad movie. It's it definitely it's definitely in order. The best to worst is the order it came out. Yeah, I mean, which is uh, I, I yeah, feel like for I sure. feel like which is typical common, yeah, of any sort of. Yeah, it very often trilogy. happens. A, a lot of. I feel like a lot of trilogies nowadays, the second movie ends up being the best one. Not all of them, but like that's how it was for like the most recent Batman trilogy, the like the Dark Knight one, the Captain America trilogy. It was the second Captain yeah, America Captain Winter Soldier. Comedy. Yeah, Winter Soldier was better than the first one. Yeah, Winter Soldiers. Yeah, and Winter and and I do enjoy uh, the third one, which is what the Civil, Civil War. War. I never, but, I yeah. actually never saw that. It's really good. It's good. Really I good. like it. I think, but Winter Soldier is by and far like the best. I one. watched a majority of the Marvel movies. I did not watch all of them. The ones that I have not seen are Age of Ultron, which just didn't hold any interest for me. Um, it wasn't good. It was just. Okay. I have not. I've seen fine. the first Thor. No. Yeah, the first Thor, but I haven't seen the second one. I have seen the third. The third one's the best one. I don't even need to see the second one. Um, the third one's I, the third one's amazing. I still haven't. I seen never that. saw Black Panther. Also, a movie that didn't. What? Did Black Panther's good. Just didn't so hold. Good. It just didn't hold a, a ton of interest for me. Like that was like even Thor. Like Thor, I had to force myself to watch, and I liked Thor, but like I only watched Thor because I was trying to watch them all in order at one time. And yeah, I, uh, I mean, I yeah. did a pretty good job. I watched most of them in order. I did skip a few, admittedly. Like I skipped Age of Ultron. Like I didn't watch Black Panther. Um, but like Black Panther, Thor, like none of those really interested me. Like I forced myself to watch the Hulk. I don't give a fuck about the Hulk. And I know that like that was with the Edward Hulk's, Norton. The Hulk's and like great. then you know they got Mark Ruffalo now. But like even still, like that, yeah, just like just not 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 a ton of interest. I watched the first Guardians <coughs> of the Galaxy, which I liked. I didn't watch the second one. So great. Just, Second one yeah, sucks. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, and second it just, one's not good. The first one was just so good. I was like, I don't care to see the second. I, I like. I really just wanted to get enough character backstory that I could watch Infinity War without being completely out of the right. Loop. Yeah, Honestly, that makes sense. Hot take. I think Ant Man number one is the best Marvel movie that's. Ever I have created. not watched Ant-Man's that great. yet. I, and I, I have I, meant to. It's but so it's also good. one it's that so I'm good. like, yeah. I'm like, I feel like I love Paul Rudd, and so I'm like, I will love this. If I watch, it's so this. good. But I just like it, it. It it just the concept doesn't interest me a ton. And what's f- I was I was the same way, and I was like, this sounds so fucking dumb. And then Nikki was like, you gotta watch it. And after it's enough times good. of him telling me to watch it, I was like, fine. I broke down. I watched it, 
and it I is this, fantastic. That, Paul Rudd is incredible. Michael Pena is fucking Michael hilarious. Good like, everything so good. Michael Pena has never he's been so in a bad movie. I I will I will well, I will I will fight. Well, that. I'm sure he's been in a bad movie, but he's always been good in no My, matter what. He's Michael good Pena has never had a bad performance, despite there, the yeah. movie that he there is it in. is. Uh, I can't. I can't wait for him to win an Oscar at like the age of forty-eight, because that'll be when like the Academy would be like, "All right, fuck it, just give him one." Like, he's done, <laughs> so in like, so like six years. Who's in? Uh, he last year. He, last year he got stabbed by an octopus. Just fucking give him one. Who's like, the uh, Who's the guy that's in Black Panther? Why can't I think of his name? Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. No, Chad, okay. Chadwick Boseman. The the guy. The when you say the guy that's in Black Panther, you mean the guy that plays Black Panther. I like him a lot. You've been talking in about everything anybody. He's in. I like Michael B. Jordan. Obviously, fucking Vince Howard, QB one. He's still in Lions. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've always liked Michael B. Jordan. It's just like the thing is, there are people uh, that are in that movie, and I'm like, like I would probably really like this, but I just. It's the same thing with the Ant Man, you know. Like I know I'd love it because of Paul Rudd, but I, I just, I simply can't bring myself to. I can't watch it. I, I just don't want to. Listen, I, I know you have a lot of free time over the next week between now and when we record again. I would advise you to watch it. Come back with a report. I think you will yeah. enjoy it. And Jay, you should watch Thor Ragnarok. You will enjoy it. Yeah, you'll. Also, like that. I did watch it on a. Pl- I watched it on a plane once, but I no, like, no, no, no. watch it like asleep. at home. Pay attention. Well, I've. I was actually thinking recently, like, I haven't downloaded Disney Plus yet, and I'm like, you know what? I got so much fucking free time. I keep rewatching The Office and fucking New Girl and Parks and Rec. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do what Tad set out to do and couldn't accomplish. I'm going to try to watch all the Marvel films from start to finish. good move, man. Ooh. And it's not that I – it's honestly not that I couldn't finish it. Like, I had every intent – I also want you to keep in mind that, like, a lot of these movies were not on, like, a streaming service except for right, Prime. Exactly. So I was spending, like, $3 a movie to watch these. <laughs> and, like, 3 bucks. don't get me wrong, 3 bucks <laughs> is, is 3 bucks. But when, it, when you're sitting there and you're like, uh, I would rather watch something else than spend, than watch this <laughs> fucking movie that I don't have a ton of interest in seeing. And then you put the $3 barrier in front of me, like, that changes <laughs> yeah. things a lot. Three dollars is not enough to force me to watch anything. I'd be like, nah, yeah. fuck it. It's three dollars. Who gives a shit? This movie sucks. No, no but dis- you're uh, right. But the thing Disney is, like, Plus when you have so much, them. when you have so much content that you can consume, like, there are so many things that you can watch and see. Like, if I'm not, if I don't have a ton of interest in your content, and there's something else I can stream for free versus paying three dollars for yours, I'm gonna stream the free thing instead of watching. Oh, for you know, sure. The the that's what I'm saying. Like that three dollar barrier, while not that high was enough of a barrier to prevent me from watching some of these movies. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I get it. I understand. Oh, well, that we're about seven minutes in, boys. Should we uh, Should we jump in? Should we just get into it? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome back, y'all. This is episode 124 of NB. Yay. The podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit. Mostly we just talk a lot of shit. I don't know why I'm talking to my nighttime radio voice, but we here and I'm talking sexy. You right sound here. like uh, Gus when he says, uh, like from Psych when he's the radio guy. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Psych, Lauren, and I watched all eight seasons in about three weeks. So <laughs> I heard it didn't suck. I heard it didn't suck. I never really oh, watched any USA shows. It was, a, show it was a pretty good. For... USA shows are interesting because like you can tell they never have like the largest budget. Like they don't have the budget no, of like no. network television, so there are some things where you're like, ah, come on. But they're like they're usually pretty good. I was really into 
Suits, I think it was. Suits, suits is so trash. You seem like a suits guy. Suits is the same. You see, I'm sorry. Like suits is so trash. I was so into it. I was. So I mean, into dude, it. look, I'm not gonna give you a hard time because a show that I loved and I, I think I've talked about it on this podcast is Burn Notice. Oh no! <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that, it. I, that can't. That no, that's not better. It's definitely I, equivalent. I, I didn't it's say like it was better. Bad. I said that's why I'm not gonna give you too hard of a time. Burn notice. Oh my god. Ah, uh, well, this is the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit. Mostly, we just talk a lot of shit, like we did today. We started. We had a little bit of uh, rapport, a little bit of banter. Talked about Marvel movies, things that Tad should watch, things that I should watch, things that Nikki needs to watch. Uh, not so much Nikki, but here we are. We're back I've again. A lot. Nikki watches a lot. Uh, we are back for the third installment of the NBA in review. Um, if you're just catching up, I'd recommend that you check out title. the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, it would have to be NBA in review. The NBA as we know it uh, today. I would highly recommend if you haven't already, listen to the last two episodes. We covered Michael Jordan's last season. Then we covered the 98-99 and 99-2000 seasons last week. This week we'll be covering the 2000-2001 and 2002, uh, 2001-2002 seasons. I'm your host, Jay Keyless, aka La Fuck. I got nothing. I got nothing. I was trying to do something with Lafonso Ellis because he was on the low post this week, but I couldn't come up with anything. Fun fact though, I did find out I found out this week I was listening to Bill Simmons. He had um um Pearl Jam on his podcast this week, um, Eddie Vedder and, and Jeff, whose last name is escaping me, and they it's admitted I did not know this about Pearl Jam. The original <laughs> the original name for Pearl Jam was actually um not Speedy Claxton. God damn it. Wasn't it No, I forgot the was, fucking name uh, of the band. It wasn't Speedy Claxton. I know this. Um It was an NBA basketball because player. Because they uh yeah. my my ex-girlfriend, her brother uh or her brother-in-law, he loved loved Pearl Jam. Like it was the only band he like he had Xfinity or whatever not is it Xfinity no not Xfinity uh Sirius like XM or whatever yeah and like yep. all he <sighs> got uh, it. all he listened to um was um all he all he listened to was Pearl Jam and their original name was Mookie Blaylock Mookie Blaylock dude and now, so they told the story of why they called themselves Mookie Blaylock. So they went on tour with the Chili Peppers, and they had their first mixtape, uh, but they didn't have a band name. They just had the group together. And when the Chili Peppers were like, okay, cool, what's the band name when we introduce you guys? We're like, uh, fuck. So when they created their first mixtape, there was a Mookie Blaylock uh, basketball card inside of the cassette tape because they, <laughs> like, ex- they used to like exchange and trade basketball cards. They're like huge basketball fans, by the way, massive basketball fans. Um, and there was a Mookie Blaylock card in the first, uh, uh, like demo tape that they had. So they just went by Mookie Blaylock. It was because it was so fucking random. Apparently, Mookie Blaylock was all in for it. Was like not opposed to it at all, and like didn't sue them or anything. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um, anyways, from the West Coast, introduce yourself, sir. Nikki Keelas, aka a uh, Cookie Blaylock, aka oh, Brian Scalabrini. Nice. AKA Jeremy's Broken. <laughs> yesterday. 
Beautiful. What a voice on this one. Yeah. What a voice. All right. And last but not least, please introduce yourself, What's sir. What's up? It's your boy, Tad, a.k.a. Tracy McGravy, a.k.a. Grant Trill. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay, all right. Somebody somebody prepared for today. Oh, <laughs> He's ready I got to a lot go. to talk about. Oh, I'm excited. I, I, um, I have been taking a lot of my free time and using it to watch old games, both on NBA League Pass, but also there is fucking there's gold on YouTube that I never really searched for. Yeah, that's for. my plan tomorrow. Like, is oh to, man, to consume dude. a lot of YouTube games. That's I watched, I watched, I tried to study up as much as I could by watching games from this period of time um, over the last week, and boy, did I watch some really ugly basketball. Dude, it is it is actually <laughs> oh. it's really truly um, astounding. How just it's the 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 basketball like the the quality of basketball is very bad, um, and it, it's very funny because like around this time like the Spurs were you know dominating uh, they won a few championships um, in the early part of of uh, the two thousands um, and the late nineties as we already obviously discussed. Um, wait, did they win in two thousand? Is that the year they won? Ooh. The Spurs? No. no, they won a, no, no, the Spurs didn't went to 03. But they 03. won a 99. 99. They did win 99. I, 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 Lakers won, won in 2000. 2000. God damn, that was dumb. Of course the fucking Lakers won in 2000. Anyway, I digress. Um, fuck, what was it? Oh, like, the I remember, like, being a kid at the time, and everybody thought that the Suns, or the Spurs, excuse me, were so boring because they played good, like, fundamental basketball. Like, make the extra pass and do that, and everybody thought it was so boring. And now you go back and look at it, and you're like, my God. Like, the, the like, hip-hop and, like, street ball and, like, and one mixtape, like, influence in the NBA was so prevalent around this time. Like, yeah. It, yeah. The, the basketball is so – it's it's bad. It's really bad. It's it's a lot – a lot real, of it is tough to watch. There's definitely, there's definitely some good games, a lot of really competitive games, um, many of which we'll talk about tonight. But, um, yeah, a lot of it is just so, so bad. So bad. Um <laughs> Nikki, why don't you introduce the 2000-2001 season? Bring us there. Okay. Paint a paint a picture. Paint a picture if I will. August two, oh, August 1st, 2000. The Chicago Bulls signed Ron Mercer as a free agent, and the rest of the league decided to try harder. <laughs> In the year the world realized maybe computers aren't trying to kill us just yet, who the real Slim Shady was and how to shake your ass and watch yourself. <laughs> the NBA realized it needed a new poster boy. But who? August 3rd, 2000. Ben Wallace starts his tenure in Detroit as he and Chucky Atkins are traded from Orlando. In return, the Magic received former Rookie of the Year and already six-time All-Star Grant Hill. On this exact same day, Orlando picked up Grant's new partner in crime, Tracy McGrady as Toronto traded the All-Star for a 2005 first-round pick that would become Fran Vasquez. Would this new duo be able to take on the reigning champs of Shaq and Kobe? And what about the Rooks? Yeah, yes. Would there be any young pup willing to battle the big dogs and take the the league by storm? Well, the 2000 NBA draft is widely regarded as one of the worst in NBA history. (laughs) The worst. 
The player with the highest win share in this draft was Hito Turgaloo at 63.3. Oh, boy. That's so bad. It's not good. And the arguably most famous players of this draft were three-point specialists Mike Miller and Jamal Crawford. Here's their top five picks. Kenyon Martin, Stromal Swift, Darius Miles, Marcus Pfizer, and Mike Miller. Oh, Marcus Pfizer. Good I Lord. I mean, okay, look, I'm not going to give Marcus Pfizer a whole bunch of credit because he played it. I screwed up, but and that's Iowa State for those of you that don't understand. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We know how to you. We know what. Well, I mean, are. I don't know if people know Iowa State is <laughs> ISU. You know, I mean, look, man, I'm, you know, it's, uh, you know, anyway, anyway, uh, dude, I mean, the injury problems were his big thing. Like, he was a pretty explosive good player, but he just could not stay healthy ever. <clears throat> Yeah, that's not. That's never fun. Sure, sure. Nikki, continue. <laughs> no, no, no. That is. That is. That's all you had to say. And then you. And then Ooh, you act wow. like I just cut Would him. Be. You act like I cut him off when you were the one that was like Marcus no, no, no. Pfizer. Yeah, Marcus Pfizer. <laughs> I'm Jay. That's good. That's a. That's a solid. That's a solid impression. Um. Yeah, Marcus Pfizer. I, look, man. Yeah, I he wear a t-shirt. No he pants also could. Eat, honey, I'm Jay. <laughs> who, to- who, who told you? Who told you? Oh, uh, real quick. I'm so sorry, guys. Just not to derail us right after doing this, the, <laughs> the little opening. Uh, so I got Call of Duty, the newest, like the free one that you can get, the Battle Royale thing. And in one of the modes, you can actually have your own custom loadouts. And I was bored as hell. So I made actual names for all the loadouts based on what I did for them. And they're all based off of Pokemon names. And one's called... Uh, the old J-O dude, because it's pretty much like a Geo dude and J. I'm proud of that. Built like a J. J. Oh, I'm, like built, a I'm, I'm built like a Geo dude. Yes, this I know. This I know. Um, I'm short oh, and man. round. <laughs> um, I'm excited to talk about this season. This was um, I I there's a case. I think if I really look back at my NBA fandom, I think this was the season that I became the NBA fan that I was. This this was. This was the first NBA season that I can truly say I remember. Same. Um, I mean, yeah, like, like, it's just for me yeah. personally, it's super iconic. Um, I like I said, I watched a lot of these games this week just to like get a refresher course on what I was missing, and it was just so many games that I'm just like, just so fond of, so fond of. Um, so for the listeners, we're gonna change up the the format a little bit this week. We we decided that we're gonna cut down, um, on some of the more some of the formalities and the way that we've kind of run the last two episodes didn't feel very like a college lecture right exactly this isn't Um, a ken burns documentary amen Um, amen it's uh it's it's hot it's hot that's right so we're gonna we're gonna just approach this the same way that we approach every episode we're gonna talk about the major highlights from the 2000 2001 season um I want to first start by talking about and Nick you mentioned this in your opener so we'll just go ahead and open up with this the 2000 2001 season was the first Grant Hill T-Mac season on the magic um this was a very very memorable season for me for a variety of reasons this was Mike Miller's rookie of the year season this was T-Mac's uh, uh, most improved player and like coming out season, um, and also effectively the end of Grant Hill as we knew him. Um, I have a lot to guys, say on the Grant what do you guys? Thing. Please, and, and Tad, I was gonna kind of like Tad, I, I was gonna tee you up because I know this is 
this this season and probably the seasons that followed are what would led you to being the Orlando Magic fan that you are today. Started, so take us take us to sixth or seventh grade. I, this was this was probably the year um, that I, I really became uh, a Magic fan. I mean, it's really just because of Tracy McGrady. Now um, I remember when they signed Grant Hill, and then he only played four games that first season. Now, what a lot of people, I, I mean, I, actually, I think by now most people know, but Tim Duncan um, was going to potentially signed with Orlando and he ultimately ended up signing with San Antonio. Um, there is a long, there's a story that I don't think anyone has ever truly confirmed whether it was true or not. Um, but part of the reason that Tim Duncan didn't sign with Orlando is allegedly because his girlfriend and baby mama at the time would always get to ride in on the team plane with the Spurs and the magic basically told him, no, he won't be, she won't be allowed to do that. And so he sort of ultimately ended up signing with the Spurs. Uh, I don't know if that was the ultimate deciding factor um so here's the thing grant hill's first season with orlando he played four games and as we probably all know like around this time of grant hill's career uh he was injury uh, very injury plagued um he would not play another full season until 2008 um what a lot of people don't know however is that when grant hill was in his final season with detroit in 99 2000 and he averaged uh, 26 points a game he uh got injured and there was a lot of questions about, like, was he going to re-sign with the Pistons? Was he going to leave in the offseason? And a, apparently what happened, and you can Google this story, what happened was there was a lot of pressure from the fans for him to come back. He didn't want to disappoint the fans, even though he was legitimately hurt. And the Pistons doctors di- misdiagnosed the fact that he had a broken leg. Or, like, it, it was a broken leg or, like, a broken ankle or something along those lines. But he was very much not healthy, and he came back, and he forced himself to play during the playoffs. He re-aggravated the injury, and then was never, ever, ever the same player. He had a respectable end to his career, um, the like mid to late 2000s. Um, he, you know, he played. He was with the Suns, and he played pretty well there. Uh, like, but was never, never his his former self. And it is astounding when you think about that. Like, dude, the guy was legitimately unguardable he was if we ever were going to have a player that you would say was maybe comparable to michael jordan and from a skill set and uh just pure ability standpoint like grant hill was probably going to be that guy and all because of like a terrible like the injury thing during like the last year of his contract all that stuff like it ends up fucking his career for the rest of his life which is crazy i maintain that if grant hill had not played through that injury, had not made it worse, and had been able to stay healthy in Orlando, the Magic would have won one title with him and Tracy McGrady. Especially given the time, uh, that kind of the, the, those two, like in the way that basketball was played at the time, like they easily could have won a title. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think that is. I don't think that's a ridiculous statement by any means. And I think. Grant Hill just has a, a a fascinating career across the board. Like in college, he was basically like the number three option behind Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley, and then he comes into the NBA and like wins Rookie of the Year and is this like this phenomenal NBA like like the he was LeBron James before LeBron James, and that feels like a very bloated statement. But when you look at the numbers, when you look at his style of play, the way that he moved the ball, he was a phenomenal passer, a good rebounder, great playmaker, could like move off the ball, was a good defender. 
top of the line scorer. And those Pistons team in, in the late nineties were fun, man. You have Stackhouse, you have fucking Grant Hill, like the list goes on and on. Um, and that team was fun. They just never really necessarily met their, uh, they never really got to that, that peak. And a lot of that has to do with, with Grant Hill, who, uh, had ankle injuries, by the way. So there was many pictures that are around the internet about like with his ankles, having screws into them. Like the entire reason that he missed the first season in Orlando was because he just, he, his ankle was basically shattered his last season in Detroit. Um, so he couldn't play, but like Grant Hill for a lot of people, we remember him as this like veteran, leader on teams like the Suns and the Clippers, a guy who could like stretch the floor, hit the corner three, play good defense, be kind of a playmaker on offense, um, but was kind of like a glue guy. It's funny too because like everybody sort of remembers him as the guy that hit the corner three, but he was like a very pedestrian three-point shooter. Also, to be fair, it was at a time in the league where like a lot of guys like – I mean it was at a time where Orlando set a record for most threes made in a game with 23 (laughs) – Pretty sure Steph Curry's yeah, made twenty three exactly. threes in a game wow. by himself at this point. Yeah, easily. But, but no, you, you're right. You're one hundred percent right. Like that's how most modern NBA fans really remember Grant Hill. But like, people forget how unbelievably just fucking dominant he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, with that being said, the injuries that Grant Hill had opened up the door to a one T Mac, which. I know the answer t- for Tad. For myself, growing up, T Mac was my favorite. He was He's my favorite best. player. He was Derek Rose's favorite player. J- T Mac was James Harden before James Harden. Like he really was. He was the original James Harden. Um, Tad, let's talk a little bit about T Mac. This is the first magic season for T Mac. A lot of people really liked him. In Toronto, him and Vince Carter led them to their first playoff series, um, had a lot of success there, but had some didn't want to play second fiddle to his cousin any longer, decides to go to Orlando, then is given an opportunity to take on a much larger scoring load than he was supposed to coming into that season because he was supposed to be second fiddle to Grant Hill and instead is given the keys to the car and fucking drives that shit home. Um, let's talk about him. T-Mac. Let's talk I don't about know him. if I've ever seen a more prolific scorer in my lifetime like that I really watched. I mean, I agree. there was uh, Allen Iverson, which will, I mean, I have some thoughts. We'll talk, we'll talk about, about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk you know, about it. We'll you say, it. What, say what you will about Allen Iverson and, you know, like uh, like Steph Curry and some of the like more modern guys. But, dude, T-Mac just beat you every fucking way. He he used to – there was a move that he used to always do where he would he – would, uh, He'd get the ball, usually at like the elbow, and he'd face you up, and then he'd he'd back you down, and then he'd make this little move where he would go behind his back while his back was to you and hit like this little turnaround jumper that was like it was literally unguardable. Like he would, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he he just you there was truly 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 no way to guard him. I mean, mul- he was multiple times he threw the ball off the glass to himself and would score. Like, <laughs> he'd beat you with turnaround jumpers. He'd take you to the rim. On nights where he was really feeling it, he would just shoot everything from deep, and he would not miss. His ball handling yeah. and body control are probably only second to maybe Derrick Rose in players that I've watched. Yeah. Like, the yeah. explosiveness, the quickness, uh, just like... I, like, I don't know... It, it truly makes me sad that I was young enough to, 
like I was old enough to to enjoy watching him and like watching the NBA at that time, but it makes me sad that like he was not playing like now or or a few years right. ago, like when I was older and and could appreciate it more. But I right. just I, I've never I I think he is the one player that you could always like people always say oh this guy's a walking bucket, but like Tracy McGrady was a walking bucket. He wasn't a great player in any other facet of the game, but my <coughs> God, could he score? And it, when he was on and he couldn't miss, like when he was scoring, like, you know, when he went on that run of like 10 straight, like 50 point games, it probably wasn't 10. I don't remember exact number, but like, it was like four. sure. But like when he went on that run of like 50 point games, like Still. he was unconscious. <laughs> he was unguardable. And I, tr- like, I really like, owe him, I would not be doing this podcast probably without Tracy McGrady. I don't Same know here. that I Same would here. be yep. an NBA fan that I am without him. And I feel oh, yeah. fucking terrible for him that he never, ever got to win a title. Uh, because, as people may know, he did make a comeback with the Spurs in 2012. Uh, they lost in yep. the finals to the Heat. He retired, and the Spurs won- subsequently won a championship the next season. Uh, the guy the deserved it. Season. He deserved the title, man. He really did. Yeah, he uh, he. To Tad's point, like, and he deserved better than what he got in Orlando. The teams that were put around oh, and him, he, the talent that he had, the coaches that they had. Fucking Pat Garrity at one point was his second best. Was our second best player. He deserved oh, those teams were trash. so much more than what he got in yeah. Orlando. Yeah, they were rough. Those are rough teams and, and rough um, years. But like, oh, go ahead. I was I was gonna give some stats real quick just for the two thousand two thousand one season that Tracy McGrady had. This is his first All Star year, uh, first time he was an All Star. Uh, he averaged twenty six point eight points per game, seven point five rebounds, four point six assists, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks. Uh, and the season before he was averaging fifteen point four points, uh, six point three rebounds, and three point three assists. He just skyrocketed that year. I think he made second team All NBA that year too. Like, just it, that was the season where T Mac became T Mac. And to Tad's point, like the dude just like he could score at all three levels, man. Like his four seasons in Orlando, he shot thirty six percent from three. Like you didn't want to get that guy going downhill. You're not stopping him. A six foot eight point guard basically who could just yeah. drive to the rim and into Tad's point, like go into contact and finish like with finesse would dunk on you would back people down. Like him and Kobe had many battles during that period of time. The saddest Kobe thing said that of Kobe all, has said that he was, uh, that, that Tracy McGrady was the hardest player for him to guard. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. And again, and like he, I say, yeah, you he was right. James he was Harden. Second NBA. Second. All yeah. NBA. You were right. Yeah. He was, he was James Harden before James Harden, but like, not as efficient, but it's a different type of NBA now, but just so but much was, fucking better. I, you know what, though, so like, much he better. Scored, though. Like, James Harden shoots so many fucking free oh, yeah. throws. Like, yeah. I yes. honestly would compare him more to Derrick Rose. I think that is the best oh, yeah. comparison. They are so I agree. similar very good. in play style. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. And I think T Mac T Mac gets remembered in a very T Mac gets remembered as like a flash like a like a flash in the pan, which is such bullshit. Like people people legitimately think that Vince Carter was better than Tracy McGrady, which is fucking outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous for people to think. Than you no, be, it's not than you even close. In, like, I don't, it's I don't, not even close. I don't think he was, but I, I think it's closer than you're, you're giving him credit I, Vince, for. Vince had a much longer career. Clearly, he's still playing today. 
um, had a much longer career, had just about just about as much success as Tracy McGrady did in terms of like all star appearances and all NBA teams. Um, but Tracy McGrady had far more first team all NBA, two time NBA scoring champion, like was was top three in MVP voting on multiple occasions. Had he not been injured his entire career in Houston, we're talking about like one of the top ten players of all sure. time. I don't disagree. I don't I don't disagree with that. The problem is you have to take the injuries into account and because you do. Totally. One hundred percent. One hundred percent the disparity between him and that that and the lack of playoff success, which to your point, not exclusively his fault. Definitely not his fault, but he never got out of the first well, round, which which definitely hurts did, his resume. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really count. And also, you got to factor in, too, like, even when he was in Houston, like, yeah, like Yao would get hurt every year. Like, Yao would get hurt. Like, right. I remember they were a four seed, yep. and they played the Jazz in the playoffs, uh, maybe 2008, maybe 2009. Um, I don't remember exactly. And uh, he carried them against the Jazz because Yao naturally got hurt. Like, they went on an unprecedented run. That team, and then Yao got hurt, and they, like, I mean, that was pretty much it. And, like, he just, the the chips never fell the right way for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, look, we could talk about T Mac yes, all day, Nikki. I, I feel like I feel like we've been dominating the conversation. What, what are your What do you remember about T Mac? Oh no, I, I feel like because we I've talked about Trace McGrady a lot, a lot in the past. Like we, we, you and I called that he was gonna be a Hall of Famer beforehand because we were just like, no, he he what? I think he it was eight straight seasons. Let me see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, two thousand the two thousand to two thousand seven, so seven straight seasons of All Star appearances, all seven in a row. I, he. The guy, the shoes. He, truthfully, that's the reason I became such a huge fan of his. I was like, yeah. those are cool ass yeah, shoes. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, who wears these shoes? And I was like, oh, that guy wears these shoes. I'm, I'm oh in, man, I fucking like. Sorry, go ahead. He was in fucking. He was in like Mike. He like he had acting <laughs> skills. Everything about him you love, man. But like legitimately, even though like this, we were talking. I know you guys are talking like shooting percentage and everything. His shooting percentage in career is forty six percent from the field. Uh, he shoots uh, what thirty four percent from three. This That's season fine. specifically, he shot thirty five. He uh, shot uh, about thirty six percent from three and forty seven percent from two. Like you expect that from a volume shooter like he was. Shot. I mean, yeah, that's that's not bad. He was efficient he as did. hell. I maintain that anybody who like scores like that, if they shoot over forty five percent from the floor, that's great. Like you should be a forty five percent or better shooter in your career. Um, which is part of the reason I think Allen Iverson is overrated as shit. But anyway, uh, we'll talk about that down the road. Um, I was going to say this because you mentioned the shoes. I mean, okay, we obviously you exclude Jordan because Jordan in, in and of itself is just a giant, yeah, huge Jordan brand. Is, yeah. But has a, a NBA player ever had a, a fucking cooler shoe than the T-Max? The ones and the twos. We're both. Yeah, the ones yeah they're both dope. amazing. The one, the twos, I think, were my the favorite. The twos, the twos were my favorite. I like the twos the best. But like, yeah, there was, great. there was quite literally. That would those 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 are the shoes that like I remember from my childhood. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. those oh, were yeah. the shoes. Uh, I'll never forget. I got those I, on my birthday. Yeah, there's ones that I remember, but not ones that like, I I remember as fondly. Like I remember having the the. The, the first pair of LeBrons, you know, the white and red ones with the little yeah. black at the bottom. Yeah, they yeah, are. The, 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 the zooms. Yeah, I love them. I love them. 
I love them. They're great shoes, but no, they don't. Nothing compares to those fucking Maybe Brady's. The only comparable shoe might be. Uh, <laughs> remember the Sprees with the fake spinner. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but also AI shoes were incredibly popular. At that they time were, too. but I like, do not. I I, I I don't ever remember anybody being so fucking jacked about the AI, like Iverson shoes like they were about T. I agree. I agree. Team Max shoes definitely were. I think at, at that time, T-Max. I remember playing in a basketball yeah. tournament, and like, like we played a game against a team where like probably ninety percent of players on the floor had T Max on. Yeah, well, <laughs> at that time, at that time too, like Kobe was kind of in flux with his deals. Like he was still an Adidas guy at that time, which like he was second fiddle to T Mac on the Adidas roster as far as shoes were concerned. He yeah. still get he he hadn't got to the point where he was like selling out shoes like he did when he went to nike and then like everybody else in the league was a big guy and big guys don't sell shoes so like the timing was definitely on uh on on t-max side but he still had the best shoes in the game it's not even close i mean dude my my yeah, my, yeah. my school colors and my team colors were red and white and i had a pair of blue and white t-max <laughs> <laughs> ours were uh, maroon I, and gold i know no no oh yeah our yeah. jerseys were yeah, yeah well we got the I got the the silver and 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 white ones. I got the black and blues. Yeah, you did get the black and blues. That's the right. White, dude. The white, the white, the white and blue ones were the the best shoe. Those are tight. Those are tight. I'm gonna see. They're so great. You can still buy them. I almost, <laughs> I, I almost bought them three years ago. You, you can still buy them. Oh yeah, they're and they're doing well. They're doing well. Those shoes. The T Mac twos oh, are yeah? still selling pretty well. Oh yeah, they're they're an NBA 2K as one of the shoes you can buy in the fucking 2K shoe store. Yeah, I know. Dude, I until saw they that. fix the yeah. janky ass my player bullshit in NBA 2K, like I refuse to play. I refuse to, I refuse to buy another 2K. The GM yeah, mode is fucking dumb year. though. GM mode's bad. Because yeah, um, all they put effort is into the like my team thingy. Yeah, which I guess God, is cool, these but shoes not really. Dope as hell, man. They're so good. Oh, so great. Right I'm looking They're at them so right great. now. I gotta get a pair of these. <laughs> so we've um we've talked we've talked a couple times. We've mentioned this gentleman on a few occasions here thus far. So I think it's time, guys, because the 2000 2001 season, even though it didn't end the way they had hoped, was the season of the 76ers. Shout out Larry. Coach shout out Larry year. Brown. Coach of the year. Oh, MVP. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. Six man of the year, all from the same team. Um, best team, second best team in the East, uh, depending on who you ask. Um, and just, it was an all-encompassing Sixers season. Now, I watched most of their playoff run, um, mostly the Eastern Conference semifinals, finals, and then, of course, the finals against the Lakers. I text you guys this. For whatever reason, my brain registered the Raptors Sixer series as the Eastern Conference Finals, I completely no. blacked out Bucks Bucks versus Sixers. Bucks Sixers. Yeah. Ray Allen. Both both were like phenomenal series. Like incredibly competitive on both ends. Like seven games. I think both series were seven games if I remember correctly. I think uh I think the the the, the series with the Bucks was definitely a seven game series. But I th- think that the Raptors series let me just pull this up here I'm looking I'm it up right now pretty sure the Raptors series was also um a seven game series as well which is incredible incredibly competitive and to that point was the greatest Raptor season until this past season yeah um yeah. wow that's yeah, kind of yeah, I didn't realize that that's kind of sad yeah I mean if you really think about it that was the furthest they've ever gotten in the playoffs until this last yeah. season well not until this last season but like 
It's arguably the most successful season they've had. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm really just I'm looking for these T Macs, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I, I apologize if I seem a little absent-minded. My God, so, you yeah, cannot find these anywhere. They were right. They're in just absolute yeah. trash condition. Yeah. So and two seven-game series. The Bucks, the Bucks, and the Hornets were also a seven-game series. Yeah, yeah. The, the Spurs even, and the like, Lakers, though, was a sweep. Well, this is the thing. So let's before we move on to the Lakers season, because the Lakers season is one oh, one that we'll talk about hang forever. Tight for one second, I'll be right back. There's something I got Yo, today man. that I really need you guys to see. So hold on, you can keep talking. Okay, okay. <laughs> do, do your thing. <laughs> right, we'll this was talking. this was clearly like the 2000 2001 Lakers are. In the pantheon of NBA great, like great NBA teams, they're probably yeah. in the top five as far as like NBA teams. We we can talk about yeah, them a little probably. bit later. Real, real quick though, um, I w- I well, I guess I can wait till Tag gets back so I can tell him because I just pulled up Allen Iverson's stats for this season. I've, I'm like looking at all the everything that's been happening. His stats. Let's see. Let's see what he did against the fucking Bucks in that series. I'm gonna talk about his playoff stuff. I mean, he just he destroyed he destroyed that year just in in all in all facets of the game. He just averaged destroyed. thirty and a half points during the Bucks series and six six point eight uh, assists. Also, two point two steals. Yeah. Can we talk about his yeah, shooting I mean, percentages? Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go nope. for it. Field goal percentage in that series, he shot thirty four percent. Three point percentage, he shot thirty three percent. Free throw percentage, he shot 78%. I don't care about the free Can throws or three points. I just want to know his overall field goal percentage. Thank you, 34%. Yeah, man, that's elite. What a fucking elite player. How about a fucking volume Listen. shooter who is a bigger ball hog than James Harden and Russell Westbrook fucking put together? Dude, the guy is the poster child for what we just called terrible basketball. I don't disagree he with you. He was horribly inefficient. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I came in. I came in. I ended last week's call prepared to come into this week's call and recording to defend him vehemently. I watched a bunch of games this week, just of Allen Iverson, mostly in the playoffs during that season. Um, And here's what I came away with. I completely agree with you. He was incredibly inefficient. When you look at his career, he had a very small window of success, and then the rest of it was kind of this weird hodgepodge of just, like, really unfortunate seasons where, like, he was a star, but his teams were never good. Like, he's basically, like, the guard version of Dennis Rodman. Like, once Dennis Rodman left the Bulls, like, he was pretty much forgotten. as soon as version of Carmelo a, Anthony. Yeah, so come on, yeah sure. agreed, agreed. Carmelo Anthony was Here's at least a I, fucking efficient player. He was selfish, but he scored that's fair. efficiently. That's fair. That's fair. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about AI. One of the most fierce competitors in the history of the NBA. There's no, there's no way to question that. Like one of the most fierce competitors. Like played some of the most physically demanding style of basketball that you'll ever see from he the guard position. So many minutes this season. He averaged 42 minutes a game. He for his career. I think he averaged like 41 minutes per game for 41. his career. 41.1. Yeah. For his career, dude. Like it's it's astonishing. Okay. He everything good. You got to take the good with the bad with AI. Like. Everything bad that happened in his career is his fault. Everything good that happened in his career is because of him. Um, that season was the perfect AI season. They, I mean, they basically, I don't even know what his offensive, like, what his, like, uh, offensive rating was or, like, for- his like his percentage usage rate. Like, I'm sure his usage rate was, like, fucking 99 or some shit. Like, it was probably a- astounding. Let me, 
Um, can I, but they built a team around him with like Dikembe, who was a defensive guy, uh, Aaron McKee, who like could stretch the floor, but not really. Was mostly like a defensive guy and like was a playmaker. There, there's still uh, and then you have guys like, like Tyrone Hill and like other guys. Three point shooters. I mean, there still was very no, not at all. Three point. Not at all. Eric Snow and not at all. fucking uh, Matt Geiger and Derek Coleman might have still here's, been on that team. But here's the thing. No, I want to no. say something real quick. I just want to be like very clear about this. I do not hate Allen Iverson. I enjoyed sure. watching him as a kid. I still like when they have hardwood classics on, and it's an old, it's an old game. I love watching him step over fucking Tyron Lue's bitch ass. I love that. I have. This is not me hating Allen Iverson. I don't hate him. He's just the most overrated player to ever play. He's not a top twenty-five so, NBA player. I don't even know if I'd make him top, if I'd put him top fifty of all time. He's definitely top. I 50. don't know. Um, I think if you like sat is. down and wrote the list, uh, Tracy McGrady better. There's fifty very good. Vince players. Carter better. Like there are so many guys that I would take before I would take Allen Iverson. It's it's very it's very hard to not put a guy who won an MVP and single handedly took his team to the NBA Finals. It's difficult to take that guy and not put him in the top fifty. Who had a long career. Take, of Honestly, success. man, I'd take Reggie Miller. I, I, you know what? I don't disagree with you. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I also, I, so the I still have a little bit of this point to make real quick, and then just we'll just die. <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't hate him. I think he's overrated as shit. But at the time, he was the face of the league at that time. Yes. Uh, because like yes. as great as Shaq for good was, or for as bad. you mentioned, big guys don't sell shoes. Um, but yeah. he was he he like was totally like he had the cornrows and the tattoo and the shooting sleeve and you know he was kind of like that like. I hate to use this term because, like, it, it seems racist, but, like, that's not at all the term. But he was, like, kind of like that thug life thing that, like, the sort of, like, early 2000s, like, hip-hop NBA uh, was going for. And it was fucking tight, dude. Like, I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I wanted to wear a shooting sleeve. I wanted to fucking get cornrows. And I lived in a fucking in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. You know what I mean? Like, it was fucking cool. And he was cool. And, like, I loved watching him play. I still like watching it. I just think he was overrated. That's it. Like, this, I I'm agree. not hating I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you at all. And like I said, I did a deep dive on him this week in preparation for this 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 podcast because I wanted to like make a new opinion from fresh 30-year-old eyes. And I I completely agree with you. His style of play was incredibly inefficient. He was the the definition of of ball hog in the worst possible way and it only worked out it one time. It was a 36% usage rating. Oof. But that's 36. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, he scored. He scored like 31 points per game that season. The next highest score was at like 15. Like, it's just not even close. Um, and then beyond that, it was like 15, then like 11, 10, and then everybody else was in single digits. Like, he was the offense on that team, for good or for bad. It worked one time. This was the only season where his style of play worked. It's the only season, and that's why he won the MVP. That's why he took his team to the finals because they built this team around him. This is the. This is the. This is the iconic Allen Iverson season that everybody incredibly, remembers. Incredibly, incredibly, he does not have his highest, his career high usage rate is 37.78, and he did it the following season. Incredibly? Well, they, they fucking gutted, they gutted the whole team the Incredibly, it's sixth in all-time NBA history. Without looking it up, do you guys want to guess who the five ahead of him are? Uh, Russell Westbrook? Yes. James Harden? Kareem? Yes. Kareem? No. Michael? Yes. Giannis? No. Steph? No. Okay. No. 
Uh, ah, there it is. <laughs> Doy. Come on, One Jay. more. Come on, Jay. Oh. There's one more. There are oh. five people ahead of him. One more. Is it T-Mac? No. Damn. It's Russell Westbrook uh, again. <laughs> 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 Damn. It's literally you Russell Westbrook's usage rate in 2016-17. 41.65%. Oh, wow. James Harden's usage rate last year, 40.47%. Wow. Dude, that 2016-2017, was that, that was right after KD left, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was his MVP I think that was, I think that was his MVP that season. Was, yeah. That's his MVP season. Yeah. And he won 16-17, 40, 41%, 41% of, that means he... Shot or like he shot the ball. Is that not right? Isn't usage rate or or that he or that he or that he he, like gave uh, or he had the ball forty one percent of the time? Is that what that means? Yeah, it's basically he was in a position to score and or influence a basket. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Uh, Or like make an assist or something along those lines. Right, that is. Unbelievable! And here's the kicker, though. And the the next he still shot he still shot forty three percent from the floor. Which isn't great, but like it's pretty good. A lot of dunks and a lot of dunks and layups. A lot of dunks and layups. Uh, real quick, that James Harden season, which which season or the James Harden one with that high usage, which season was that? That was last year. Okay, and he didn't win last year. Okay, no, but it was neck and neck between him and Giannis. And yes, and yeah, while I, I think Giannis quick, you said forty three percent. Wait, go ahead. Can you guys? You said forty three percent on that MVP season for Russell Westbrook. Can you guys guess, without looking it up, Allen Iverson's field goal percentage for his MVP season of 2000 and 2001? I thought you said it was thir- – oh, no, you said 34% was for the playoffs. Um, field yeah, goal percentage, right. I'm going to say 31%. Field goal percentage for, for his the- MVP season? Yeah. I'm going to say 41%. 420 blades at run, 42%. Of course it was. Of course. Iverson's MVP season's field goal yeah. percentage was 420. Of fucking course, you could that could not <laughs> come out better. Listen, here's what I'll, here's the last oh thing I'll say. Oh my god, Allen Iverson. At that point in time, there was like five guys, maybe ten guys in the league, where if they came to your town, you did everything you could to go watch them play. Or if they were on primetime television, you set time aside to watch them play. And AI was one of those guys. AI will forever be one of the most iconic NBA players ever. And yes, he is overrated. He is incredibly, incredibly overrated. However, the reason that AI is so incredibly overrated is that he is so unbelievably respected by his peers in the NBA, hands down. Now, the ringer and Bill Simmons did a redraft of the 96 draft when he got drafted and he didn't get drafted until the fourth pick. So it tells you a lot about like the rest of the guys in that draft. It's one of the better drafts in the history of the who NBA. They, who did they redraft uh, ahead of him? I'm very curious. So Kobe went Kobe. first. Then yeah, Steve I mean, Nash. I, I assume Kobe went number one, but I was, I was kind of curious. Yeah. Picks two and three. Then it was Steve Nash. Um, and then before Steve Nash or before AI, fuck, I'm trying to remember. Give me one second. I can't remember who the third pick was. I'm trying to think of oh, who was in that draft. Give me two seconds. Probably Ray Allen, I'm assuming. Ray Allen. Yeah. Yep, that's what it was. Ray Allen, then AI. Or was it Antoine Walker? It definitely wasn't. Uh, 
Yeah, Antoine Walker got drafted late. One time they asked um, Antoine but, Walker yeah. why he shot so many threes, and he said because there are no fours. <laughs> I, I will forever love Antoine Walker. Um, but in any case, I that that'll be the last thing that I say about uh, about um, about AI. I I agree with Ted. He is one of the more overrated players in the NBA, but he's also one of the more one of the most iconic players in NBA history and defined defined that that era for a lot of NBA and basketball players at the time. For good or for bad, he was the epitome of cool. He was the epitome of style. He played super fucking tough, put up points, and this was his this was his shining season. Was dope that as team hell. It was dope as hell. That team was so fun. That 2001 Sixers team with Dikembe, Aaron McKee, Eric Snow, Tyron, Tyrone, Tyrone Hill, who's the ugliest player in the NBA in NBA history, um, maybe after Sam Cassell. Um, I would say Sam Cassell would like to have Sam Cassell looks like a goddamn wearing. alien, dude. Uh, <laughs> Sam Cassell but, uh, is that team, arguably the ugliest NBA player of all time. Second, maybe only to like Popeye Jones. I think Tyron Hill. I think Tyron Hill's like high up that list too, dude. Tyron Hill's an ugly motherfucker. Another really ugly um, guy that, that people don't think about because he he didn't spend a whole lot of time uh, in the league is uh, Sheldon uh, Richardson. Oh yeah, Sheldon. Oh my god. Oh my god. He has, and he's fucking married to Candace Parker, has, bro. He has the like the smallest face. Like his, his he looks like a he looks like a Koopa Trooper. His face is like it's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love when Nikki Belly laughs. It makes me so happy. Oh my god! Uh, I wanted to show you guys so, these things real quick. Uh, so these are like sold out pretty much everywhere. Um, so while we're on a while we're on vacation, is it hand sanitizer? Night? No, that's exactly. What I was oh man, Tyrone Hill kind of looks like the f- like ugly as the, fuck. Like like he looks like the next step in evolution from Sheldon Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sheldon Richardson's like the Crow Magnon man, and this is like the Neanderthal. You know what I mean? But uh, so yeah. Lauren's dad, this woman used to work. I'm not. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Just you're just way more important. No, it's me. it's not. What are you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking at the roster to the 2000 and 2001 Sixers. They had a lot of couple ugly dudes on that team. Oh man, like Dikembe Dikembe Mutombo is an ugly man. Yeah, I mean, like there's just they Matt Geiger was not an attractive man. Like ugly dude. Tony also Kukoc. had the barbed wire tattoo uh, around here, his bicep. The barbed wire oh, tattoo. White, white guys, oh, white guys with barbed wire God. tattoos. Name a more iconic duo. I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Tony Kukoc was on that team. Tony Kukoc is not a very good well, man. Well, let's be clear. Tony Kukoc was on the team at the beginning of the year and then was a part of the Dikembe uh, Mutombo trade. So let's Oh, that is here. true. But it, So at two different points, they had relatively not Dude, the best can you men call, on that Can team. you pronounce Dikembe Mutombo's name right? Like, it's been three episodes and he's still not getting it, brother. <laughs> Dikembe. Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe. Dikembe. Listen, anyway, man, man, I, I got, don't pronounce I it how these, Americans pronounce these. it. Received them in the mail today from this lady who's an let's exec see it. at let's uh, see Barnes it. and Noble. Yes, let's see. Oh, Go that's we... awesome! Nice. That's dope. That's cool. You know, I was I just I finished Bill Simmons' book finally after I'm, I'm reading it for five years. They're great. Nice. And he was in the last chapter of the book. He talks about Kobe, and I'm not gonna lie, I almost cried. Sad. I almost cried last night in bed because I was just like reading about Kobe. Luke Walton was talking, or pardon me, Bill Walton. <laughs> Bill Walton was like talking about Kobe and was just gushing over him. It was the last chapter of the book, and I'm just reading it, and then like, like I'm sure many of us are still experiencing. Like I just had the realization, like, oh my god, he's not here anymore, 
and that was only two months ago. Like it feels like years ago, and it was only two yeah. months ago. I mean, and it's cr- it's crazy. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> sorry, I just uh, I, I'm not, I just I, uh, what an inopportune time to see a very funny photo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, 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 I'll show it to you momentarily. Um, yeah, man, it, it is like given like all the shit that has gone on in the world, like it's just like things have happened so very quickly and rapidly, like Corona, like COVID right. dying, coronavirus, like all this shit that, that's gone on. And uh, it, it does. It feels like ages ago. It, yeah. it, it does um, not feel like it was two months ago. Well, let's move on to the next topic one, of one this second. season. Obviously, you guys oh, go ahead. See this. this is what made me laugh. Oh, and I, yeah. I want you guys to clarify for the people listening at home that this was an acceptable reason to laugh while we were talking about Kobe's tragic and untimely death. Better okay. be. Give me, give me one monster. second. Uh, Zoom. Hey, is, uh, this may be a weird time for this. But everybody's everybody's garage band still working, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I don't know. I haven't looked We're in a good. while. We're still recording. I also realized that we've almost been recording you, for an hour. Can you see my... Oh, I have seen that before. <laughs> oh, God, he's see? hideous, man. I literally was scrolling. I was listening to you talk, and I was just scrolling through these photos, and that popped up, and I was like, my God, I couldn't... There was nothing stopping uh, the, the for, laugh. For the listeners, for the it's listeners, Tad, tell them what you're looking at. I'm looking at a side-by-side photo of... Uh, Tyrone Hill and a bat, <laughs> because yeah. they have the it's, same it's, the same face. It, the face, the right facial features. It, right underneath yeah. it is a side by side of Sam Cassell and <laughs> Schmeagel from uh, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, or Gollum, I guess. Oh, it's man. uh, it's it's not great. While I'm sharing my whole screen with you guys, should we see? Oh, GarageBand's still working, baby. We still we out here. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Nice. Beautiful. Good. All right. Let's um we talked about the seventy sixers of that season and Allen Iverson's phenomenal season and really the season that was the seventy sixers that year and their run to the finals. Um they had a really iconic matchup with the Raptors, really iconic matchup with the Bucks, both incredibly competitive series. Many people believe that the Bucks got cheated out of that series and probably should have won actually. There was some faulty officiating to say the least that was that season where the M- those are those seasons in the nba where tim donahue was very prevalent and people thought that there was some shifty oh, shit we'll going on and that, david stern may have had some things to go but in any case the 76ers make it to the finals that year against the los angeles lakers however before we get to the los angeles lakers i want to talk about the team that they played in the pardon me fuck Never mind. They didn't play them this year, but they did play them the year before, and this team was prevalent throughout the early two thousands. This was kind of the first season. No, dude. If we're gonna, if we're if the, we're talking if we're talking about the team that I think you're talking about, we are saving them for the next year because the next year was the year. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, I'll hold off. That was then let's that move was the on year to the. That I have taped games of them from. <laughs> that was Mike Bibby, Vlade Divac, Pete Keon Clark. Oh no 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 oh. no no! I'm not talking about that team. I'm not talking. Are we talking about the? Oh, we're talking Blazers. Oh, I'm talking about the Portland uh, Jailblazers, son. I'm sorry. I thought, the Portland I, thought were, I thought you were going Kings. I'm like, no, bro, no, no, it's the O2 no, Kings. No, 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 no. The O2 I would Kings. never. I would never. I know. I know. I, I wrote it's the, the, I wrote the O2 show notes. Kings. <laughs> um, guys, do you remember the Jailblazers? Fuck yeah, I do remember, remember the Jailblazers. Do you remember the yeah. early 2000s Blazers? For the listeners, maybe maybe some of you are too young to remember, or maybe some of you weren't really watching the NBA at that time. Either way, it's totally fine. The... Portland Jailblazers were aptly named because they had 
a lot of success on the court and a lot of noteworthiness on the court, but even more noteworthiness off of the court. They were a a ragtag team of guys who were just just always in all sorts of trouble. Now, the roster of the Jailblazers, I'm not even going to talk about the whole team because there was plenty of great players on this team, but I want to focus exclusively on the members of the team that led to the most headlines off of the court in this early 2000s period. And those people included... Ruben Patterson, Zach Randolph, Ruben Patterson. Quintel Woods. Oh my God, bro! Oh, just wait, just wait, forever. Just wait. Quintel Woods, Sean Kemp, Bonzi Wells, Rasheed Wallace, J.R. Ryder, Damon Stoudemire. Um, and I feel like I'm missing one didn't, person, did, but in any am, case, am I making this up? Did Damon Stoudemire get arrested for cocaine possession? Oh, hold on, I'll get there. I'll get there now. This is basically from the 2000 to 2004 season where you had this team of guys who really, I mean, had some great seasons in the early 2000s in Portland. Some really, really strong teams. I mean, those teams also included Arvidas Sabonis, Scotty Pippen, Brian Grant, fucking Steve Kerr. Like so, uh, Detlef Schramm. Thank you. Like, why well, I, I mentioned Zach Randolph already? Oh, did you? I'm, I must. I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, he's he's one of the perpetrators. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Um, I, I kind of thought, but I, I I wasn't. I was not sure if he was on the team. Steve yet, Smith or if it was the following season. Steve Smith. Steve Smith. There's uh, a lot of players is, on this team. <clears throat> the it's this season is not the season that they get Zach Randolph. It's the following season. Correct. But he will. He is a part of this whole. He becomes a part stuff. of this, but because we're covering this 2000 to 2001 sure, no, no, and 2002 that's, that's season, I, I just, wanted to do uh, it now. I, I so want to say this let, before you even get into off the court antics. I think one thing <laughs> yeah, that sort of shit. sets the tone. I said this incorrectly in the last episode. This was the season where <laughs> Rasheed Wallace <laughs> accrued an NBA record 41 technical fouls. Forty-one. Never broken. That's a technical Never. foul every other game. There are eighty-two games. Still in the stands. Still stands to this 41. day. Number one record 41 in tech technical foul ever. He'll, it'll never stop. <laughs> He's the greatest technical fouler he got ever. A technical foul <laughs> in half the fucking games. It's incredible. Half. It's incredible. Incredible. All right. Okay, so let me read. I loved him at the time. Us, I always though. loved. Sheen. Oh, you, everybody did. He was amazing. Rasheed Wallace used to remind everybody that that ball don't lie. This is true. Now, let me read the rap sheet of the Portland Are we going to go one at a time? Can we go one at a time? Um, I'm going to go one at a time. Uh, this is more like in sequential order, so there may be some like bouncing around. I wish but that we had – we should have discussed this pre-episode so that we could come oh, in. Oh, no, this is one at a time. Uh, we could come in and we could rank them based on who we think is the worst <laughs> legal offender. But proceed. It's please. not even close. It's not even close. By far, Reuben Patterson is the worst human who's ever played in the NBA. Well, that's a stretch, but who definitely who played for this team during this stretch. Reuben Patterson um, became a registered sex offender because he attempted to rape his 15-year-old nanny. One. I'm, I'm not cool, laughing, bro. But it's, I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm laughing at your, uh, like, your, just, your, your delivery. Now, not only was Reuben Patterson a registered sex offender, he was also arrested for felony domestic abuse against his wife, the charges which were later dropped, but like, who, you know, we know how those things go. Um, He didn't stop there, though. Zach Randolph punched uh, Patterson in a practice one time. Um, He was so scared of Reuben Patterson that he had to stay with Dale Davis because he was afraid that Reuben Patterson was going to come after him and kill him um, because of this this punch to the eye. Quintel Woods. This is my favorite one. Are you ready for this, guys? Quintel Woods, who 
was in Slam Magazine when I was in grade school, I remember, and I, I thought it was going to be the next T Mac. I really I did. Quintel Woods. <laughs> I'm like an idiot. Quintel Hood. I think we all are. Oh, so bad. So, uh, <laughs> Quintel Woods was arrested for speeding, and when was when he was pulled over, and the officer asked him if he had registration and ID, he, he used his basketball card as his identification to get himself out of the ticket. Needless to say, it did not work. He wasn't that good at that time. Um, he or, also had a marijuana charge. Ever. ever. Um, <laughs> he was arrested on multiple marijuana charges, but the worst and most terrible one is that he was arrested for animal abuse because he had involvement in a dog fighting ring. Um, let's keep going. Bonzi Wells. Many episodes of spitting at players during games, many episodes of marijuana abuse, and multiple, multiple interactions and in uh, 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 fights with Mo Cheeks and other coaches throughout that Trailblazers period. Let's move on to Rasheed Wallace. Uh, we've already talked about his world records for technicals. Um, he's gotten into fights with the likes of Arvita Sabonis, who seems like the nicest guy of all time. Um, and also, Arvita Sabonis also um, sounds like the guy who, like, Rasheed Wallace, like, you know, maybe bodied up in practice one time, and then Arvidas Sabonis got in his face and was like, I must break you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He's very <laughs> Eastern European. Um, Rashid Wallace, you guessed it, marijuana charges. J.R. Ryder um, threatened the media many, many times. Didn't get along with his coaches. Um, <laughs> uh, insinuated that the city of Portland was racist, which at the time he wasn't wrong. I don't know if he's wrong um, now still. You're you're not wrong. Yeah. Here's the the last last but certainly not least is Damon Stoudemire, who had a couple of minor marijuana charges, but then famously was arrested at the airport in Tucson because he had <laughs> he had two pounds of weed in his carry on. Um, Jesus, honestly, yeah. though, the thing is, like two pounds Why for a guy like that, it's probably personal use, man. Oh, one hundred percent. There's no there's no in, there's no intent to to, to distribute there. Here's here's what's the best I know, part. But that's so much, and it's in the two th- early two thousand. Well, and this is the thing: is Portland is one of the first states, or Oregon and Portland in particular, were one of the first cities slash states to legalize marijuana. But in the early two thousands, they were demonizing the shit out of it and going after these guys on the regular. Now, granted, even now, had they got caught with it, they might have been caught up in the the NBA's drug policy. But that has since been expunged, which is awesome. But like, yeah, lots of. Uh, Lots of trouble in Portland, and I just wanted yeah. to run through the rap sheet because it is impressive. Ruben Patterson, the Kobe stopper, is one of the worst humans ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kobe stopper. Kobe stopper. Kobe yeah. stopper. Kobe uh, stopper. Kobe stopper. Uh, there's something I was trying to pull up, but I, I can't find it. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say. Well, if that's no, the case, then wild. let's move on to the last topic of this season, which is the 2000-2001 Lakers. Now, I had alluded to this a little bit earlier when Tad walked off, so let's go ahead and bring this back up. The 2000-2001 Lakers were the NBA Finals and lost only one game during that playoff period. Froby. Um, the f- <laughs> yeah. Uh, lost to Allen Iverson in the Finals one time and then proceeded to... Uh, is that the gentleman sweep or the douchebag sweep? I don't remember. Anyways, it's the gentleman sweep. sweep. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, this team is arguably a top five greatest team all time. Do you guys agree or disagree? I think they're probably up there. Top five. Top five all time. Now I should I, let me be more clear. Top five from like 1980 on. 
Because the 1960s are those teams where they were, I, I'm not, like yeah, fucking Russell yeah, won yeah, like 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Um, I'm not. Uh, you can't compare. There was like 10 teams in the league at that time. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Top five. That's that's tough, man. I yeah, probably. I mean, is it good? This they were this good team, team this team should it had Kobe and Shaq been able to get along, this team should have probably won like five championships in a row. There's no excuse. Like yeah. at this point in time, they were the most dominant. They were two of the top three or five players, depending on the season, in the NBA at the peak of their powers. With a very, very strong supporting cast, guys like Robert Ory, Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, Horace Grant, uh, 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 Ron Harper, uh, fucking uh, 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 Mitch Richmond, who 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 Tad is a run fan TMC of. baby. Um, like the list goes mm-hmm. on and on. These were strong rosters, and surrounded by Kobe and Shaq, who were at the again the like the, the the highest of their peaks, um, de- depending on who you ask. Um, and yet they only won three championships in a row. Yeah, I mean, they probably would have won four if Shaq hadn't had the toe injury and all the surgery the following season. Uh, not the fall. Well, not and he had he come into those seasons to, like I meant the season following oh one oh two. Um, after sure. that, like they may have won. Well, that, that was the year that everybody accused him for coming into the season out of shape because he said he got hurt on, yeah. on team time and he's going to rehab on on the on the team's time. So I, honestly, <laughs> I, hey move. man, I respect that. Move. I respect that man. You know, they're uh, they're getting they're getting rich off the. Uh, they're getting rich off the the backs of your labor, brother. You know, so I'm I'm yeah. with you. You know, <laughs> that's fair. Um, that's fair. But that said, yes, I mean, like this is probably a top five team of all time. Um, they, like they should have won. They should have won a title. Multiple. I mean, like, like they so they're, like, they should have won more titles. Is what I meant to say. Not a title. They won three. They should have won more titles. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they should have. This 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 could have been. This could have been the greatest franchise in NBA history. Like, really, really could have. I mean, because if you look Lakers at those Jordan teams, great, are, are you are you saying dynasty, I mean this like specific dynasty? Dynasty, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Like this could have been the greatest dynasty in NBA history. Like the Jordan Bulls had teams that had Jordan, Pippen, some like major role players, but like their their depth was pretty much like seven guys, and that was it until like maybe the. 95 96 season but every other season well not no actually that's probably not the best one probably like the 91 92 seasons but in any case like the depth of these teams was not that great um those teams really were only great because of michael and jordan and, and scotty um this team however in a time period where like granted this was kind of the doldrums of the nba and like there wasn't a jordan left and the the talent level was substantially lower and we can talk about this in, in later episodes but like the quality of talent in the nba got so much worse because so many guys were jumping into the league out of high, out of high school so the the talent pool just got diluted so much and there the, the power teams were truly the power teams but this could have been one of the greatest dynasties ever, and they just couldn't fucking get it together. They couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. It's, it, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's it's. I think it's it was is definitely because of their egos uh, that they were not capable of doing it. This is like the ultimate. Like I know, like we've already talked about like AI and like his he had an ego, but like these two had had huge fucking egos and if it wasn't for that like we would talk about this like like how i feel like how people do in fact talk about the bulls i mean hell there's about to be a 10-part documentary about the last season i'm so fucking excited yeah i know likewise but like it's crazy just all of the like 
what ifs that the freaking as they said when they had their like talk before that All Star game. I think it was two years ago. Nikki, the point you're making, I agree, and it was at a time where like the alpha dogs like totally ruled the NBA and fr- and franchises were like one star player. This was not a thing. Like, like you know, in today's yeah. day and age, like Kevin Durant leaves the Thunder to play for the Warriors, yeah. and LeBron goes and teams up with his buddies in Miami. Like, yes. Like this was not this was not how this was like it was an alpha dog league and like like it, it just yeah like that being said I may be on an island here I will forever remember this season as the Allen Iverson season yeah. and not the two thousand one two thousand two thousand two thousand one Lakers season I don't know why I think everybody remembers it as the Allen Iverson season which which I think says a lot about this team like it's granted they are watch. one of the greatest teams in NBA history but like despite that like watch. for whatever reason I just always associate this season with AI I don't know Yeah I mean I, I yeah know. I think I think it's just like you know he he won a, he won MVP he won MVP he was like the face of the league the Sixers were this scrappy like underdog team uh playing like you know the evil empire Lakers uh, you know, he hit that shot and stepped over Tyron Lue. Like, yeah, of course it's the Allen Iverson season. I, yeah. Um, so, guys, we guys, have a pivotal decision to make here. Uh, we've been recording for I about an hour table. and 15 minutes, and we've yet to cover. I agree. Um, I completely agree. I agree. I think we table this. Um, listeners, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it up to this point. Guys, anything else no, we want to talk about in the 2000-2001 no, season great, before we wrap up? This was a very up? fun season. It's very interesting for the turn of the century. Nikki? Oh. You can follow me. On One of my favorites. Um, all right, well, let's Nikki plug Palooza. Let's You can follow me on Instagram at Nikki Palooza. I, lo- I was follow. waiting. I was going to let you guys go. <laughs> I hate you guys. You can follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. I always go last. You can follow me at J, at, at J underscore Kilos on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you that can follow NBA on Mike. Jesus Christ. Coronavirus. <laughs> Was it? Sorry. Oh, my God. You can, you can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please don't forget to give the podcast a five-star rating and review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Really hope you've been enjoying these last couple of episodes. Next week, we'll be covering the 2001-2002 season. We're going to get into that Kings-Lakers series, and boy, oh boy, it's a good one. All right, well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. Stay indoors. Stay healthy.